College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm Chad Jensen. That's Zach Kelberman. You know him. You love him. The deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com. Zach, we are now one day removed from a rather pitiful skiwampus disjointed i could go on performance from the denver broncos you know you weren't as uh spit and fire as you were coming out of the seattle game yesterday you were probably a little bit more i don't know maybe you, you had already been let down so much by the first game that the the shock value of what you saw was kind of diminished i don't know but how are you feeling today sorry chad there's football on right now so i'm a little distracted no nah, but you know I, i've been let down by the last five years and for all the hype to build up and to finally get that franchise quarterback and lose the way they do against the Seahawks. That's why I was spitting fire. I can't be that angry or comparably angry when the Broncos win a game. They won a freaking football game. And I was a little shout out to Brandon Perner. I was watching his video last night where he, it was interesting concept, Chad. He played the role of an optimist and a pessimist fan wise. And he kind of argued with himself and the optimist said, can't we just be happy? The Broncos won an effing football game. And that's exactly how I feel. A win is a win is a win. You never apologize for them at this level, no matter how sloppy they are. Were they perfect? Far, far from it. Nathaniel Hackett is more green than I thought he was more green than you thought he was, Chad. I know he has a long way to go, but he got up there today. He took ownership of his mistakes. He says, I just want to get better. He accepted criticism. He said, I would have booed myself as well. I mean, this is a team that won a game, they're one and one. And as I said yesterday, this is the worst they're going to look. There is no way they can possibly be worse than not having a punt returner or having an Andrew Beck read option on third and one or not getting in the end zone from the one yard line. They're going to get better as the season goes on. So if through two games playing the worst ball, they're one and one, I'm fairly okay with that. I'm maintaining an optimistic posture. Yeah, we can't go over the cliff because, I mean, again, we talk about Today on the show, on the radio show, Zach, we talked about um, orders of magnitude. In other words, like if it was one botched coaching decision in a single game, like, oh, my gosh, we don't have a punt returner out there. Then you're like, ah, oh, you know, crap happens, right? Charge it to the game. But when it's one after another and then they stack on top of each other and then you correspond that with other things like 
leading the NFL two weeks in in penalties, 25 through accepted penalties, by the way, uh, through two games, then you start getting into a different stratosphere of magnitude. And that's what I think has fans so sketched out here is it's not just one, two things, you know, eh, charge it to the game. It's a rookie head coach. It's stacked on top of things. And then you throw into that, hey, Russell Wilson doesn't look like, you know, Peyton Manning week one 2013 where he threw seven touchdowns against the Baltimore Ravens. And so everybody's like going, what's up, Sam Bam? Let's see what Sam Bam's saying. Good to see you, bro. Love that hat. I need to get me one of those hats that Sam Bam is rocking. Those are cool. Uh, appreciate you supporting us, my friend. You know that. He says, evening, everyone. A win's a win. I'll just leave it at that. Big test against a solid Niners team Sunday night. And we're all going to be there. It's going to be dope. Broncos have a chance to silence the doubters and build some confidence in Broncos country with a win. Go Broncos. Zach, a measured take. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we talked about that on the radio today. How can Nathaniel Hackett uh, regain trust within the Broncos fan base? And I said, step number one is coming out on Sunday night primetime against a better opponent and rising up to that challenge, playing up for them and taking them down handily. And this is not a 49ers team that I'm chalking up as an automatic loss. Far from it. If the Broncos just tighten up a little more on offense and get out of their own freaking way, they can take down most teams. The defense is playing at an extremely high level right now. I don't think fans realize how good they actually are, and they're not even fully healthy. If the offense can just contribute and the team can just stop the mental miscues, they're going to win a lot of football games this year. What I do like about Hackett is he got up there today and addressed why all the breakdowns occurred. The fact that he's not getting the play call in, he confirmed that to Russell Wilson fast enough. They have to be quicker with their relaying. He said the punt return fiasco was because uh, Draymond and the defense was celebrating the sack that got them off the field, and there was just too much celebration. I know it seems amateurish, but this is a young football team still growing with a young head coach who's a player-friendly coach. And when you have a player-friendly coach, things like this happen. The, the line is crossed, though, when that coach becomes a detriment to success, when you start losing because of that coach. That's why I was much more pissed off after week one than I am after week two. The Broncos eked out a win. They did what they're supposed to do, and there's good things you can build off yesterday's game. Well said, my friend. EJ, shout out to you, my friend. EJ has uh, become a bona fide MHH core Super Chat superstar. We love you. We appreciate you. And he's throwing down to help support the uh, meet and greet and just the whole event this weekend. So, EJ, really appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. More than, more than uh, words can say. I hope you know that. EJ, unfortunately, can't be there. And yet he's got his eye on trying to make sure it all goes well for whoever's going to be there. And that's just a quality cat. So, uh, Eric, appreciate you, big dog. He says, just want to get in early and say after Hackett's presser today, he gets it and knows the first two games aren't good enough. After Seattle, I wasn't sure he'd, he'd got it, but he does and won't fail for lack of effort. We all, included myself, need to be patient. Well said, my friend. Do you agree, Zach, that it feels like he can see the forest for the trees, old Coach Hackett? Yeah, I mean, if you watch the press conference after the week one game, it was it was even more cringeworthy than the fourth and five decision because he was like grinning throughout it. You know, he was almost playing it off like a joke or it was funny. I don't know if that was a defense mechanism for someone like that, Chad. He's a very, I don't know, goofy 
kind of guy, not in a bad way necessarily, but just like an easygoing, down-to-earth kind of guy. Um, after yesterday's game, there was no grinning in that press conference. He, he really got up there and took ownership of the criticism he was facing, and how could he ignore it when the entire home stadium is counting down the play clock? I mean, that's a mm. pretty large indictment on yeah. your coaching or lack thereof, but he understands it, he gets it, and just as any young player, he grows up through adversity. This was always going to be a season rife with ups and downs, hiccups, peaks and valleys, success and failures. We saw one failure already. We saw a couple more yesterday. The good thing is, though, it's one and one, and we're only entering week three. A lot of football left to be played, a lot of growing up to do. And a lot more to talk about tonight. But first, we got to say thank you to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast. Hey, is it Tom Brady? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Who's it going to be? Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. It's a show of young guns and the old guard in week three, and nothing makes these matchups more exciting than having a little skin in the game at my bookie. My bookie has super contests, survivor pools, and double deposit bonuses to give you everything you need to secure the bag. That's right. Getting uh, started is simple, guys. Sign up today and use promo code Wilson22 and you'll double double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code 20, Wilson22 to double your deposit up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. This isn't your grandfather's bookie. This is my bookie. So put your money where your mouth is and get rewarded for it. Beginning your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. Much love and respect to my bookie for uh, supporting us and. Uh... Don't forget that code, Wilson22. All right, let's get back. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Back to some uh, of your, your topics and what's on your mind in the chat here tonight, gang. Phil on Facebook, appreciate you, Phil. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott. Go Broncos. Amen, big dog. It's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. Again, whatever misgivings I had going into this season, I felt like, well, you know, Russell Wilson is going to be that salve. He's going to be that accelerant, maybe is a better way to put it, that helps kind of microwave whatever growing pains and trial and error learning curve Coach Hackett and these first-time coordinators are all going to have. But even I, who, who could have predicted it would be uh, – you know, this much skullduggery to open the season. But I still believe, Zach, that as Hackett learns on the job, the equalizing force here is the presence of a nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback, an 11th-year vet, a guy who's been to the top of the mountain, understands how the sausage gets made. And even if he isn't physically Russell Wilson, the exact same player he was, say, even four or five years ago, 
what do you expect? I mean, he's four or five years older. He's 34. He's in, in, entering his age 34 season, or he's in, I should say. Um, but I still maintain confidence, Zach, that he's going to be the difference in the end. And think about this. Everything you saw yesterday, Zach, if Russell Wilson isn't calling the signals for the Broncos yesterday, they don't win that game. It was ugly, but they don't win that game. I got nothing more to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. Besides that, Josh Allen is a freaking cheat code. The throws he makes are just uh, mind bending. But yeah, that's what I, you know, if you don't have Russell Wilson, if you have Case Keenum in that game, if you have Teddy Bridgewater, Paxton Lynch, Drew Locke, go down the list. They don't win that. They made that play because Russell Wilson is that accurate. He put the ball exactly where it needed to be. And, you know, you could talk about the Cortland Sutton interception, Chad, which was a perfectly thrown ball and just a freaky type of uh, balance that they never get this season. Cortland Sutton almost got that second foot down. That would have been a touchdown. You've seen flashes of vintage rush. Russ in these two games. The only thing you haven't seen is a scrambling ability where he seems a little tentative to take off, but the passes, the accuracy, it's all there. He has thrown some dimes over the first couple games. Anthony Grove says Hackett said after week one that the problems have been addressed. He said the same today, confident. He will this time, meaning are we confident that they're going to be addressed? I don't expect, I'll be honest with you again, getting back to orders of magnitude. I don't expect it to be perfect. On Sunday, all right, when we're all there watching, I don't expect it to be perfect week four against the Colts. I think it's going to it's going to be one of those things where you'll start getting a real beat on what this team is capable of somewhere toward the end of the second quarter of the season. Now, can they win enough games between now and then to ensure that they are relevant in the second half of this season? I hope so. And I think they will, because, again, even. Despite themselves, Zach, they found a way to win that one thanks to some clutch play. I mean, after that interception, which, as you said, was actually a great throw, Russell Wilson got into the into a, a groove, and when the chips were down on the fourth quarter and they needed that touchdown drive, he got it for them, and then the Broncos' defense answered in terms of smothering the opponent so that there was no hope of, a, of a, them coming back and regaining the lead. So I take encouragement from that, but I just don't think anyone should – because Hackett said so today, think it's going to all of a sudden everything be perfect and fully functional, etc. Plum Bob, we got a real test next week against the Niners. That we do, big dog. Thank you for the super. Yeah, I mean, as Andrew Lampy says here, two growing pains were expected. And those of us who are rational and logical knew there were going to be growing pains, but maybe not on Hackett's side to the point where he's just failing elementary football 101 concepts. I mean, not knowing when to go forward, whether to go forward, how to go forward, blowing your timeouts, not knowing when to run, run, when to pass, not having a punt returner, Chad, not getting the playoff in time. These are just, you know, people with Madden. Holy crap, Michaela. I don't even know what I was going to say there. It's, uh, it's <laughs> growing pains are expected for sure. And this is the point I wanted to make because you actually blow me away, Michaela, with your generosity. It's only two games and it's a little premature, but you can kind of sense when trends are forming about teams. And maybe the Broncos, at least early on, are a team that plays down to lower competition. The good thing about teams like those is they tend to play up to either comparable or better competition. So you're right when you said Sunday night is the true barometer, the true litmus test for the Broncos. Last year, it wasn't the first three games. It was the fourth game against Baltimore that was that litmus test. And they failed it miserably, miserably. We'll see what happens on Sunday night because that could be a different result or it could be more of the same. The Duchess with a massive, generous, top rope super chat. 
she's one of the very few uh, maybe could be counted in all the annals of Mile High Huddle YouTube to be in the 200 Club. It's an elite group. And Michaela, we appreciate you. Yes. Great example for all of us in the community. And we can't wait to hang with you this weekend. It's going to be so fun. Watch the game together. At least that's what I think you're planning on doing. It's going to be fun. She says, I think it comes down to scheming. There is a reason coaches do their first plays, you know, set and, and script it. Having a situational set of plays set ahead will make decision-making quicker. Also, it's okay to be friendly with your players, but ultimately you're the boss. Hold them accountable and be decisive. I love that. I love that, Michaela. Zach, your thoughts on this? First of all, again, Michaela, thank you so much. You are truly incredible, and it's it's truly humbling. Um, yeah, he has to find the balance. He doesn't have to be Bill Belichick, but he can't be VJ or Herm Edwards or this player-friendly, everybody's friend, everybody's uh, cool buddy. He has to step in and take control of the football team. And to be fair, it's the same thing I grilled Vic Fangio on, is only focusing on one side of the ball and not being a leader of men. At least Vic Fangio took care of his side of the ball. I mean, the Broncos have gotten worse on offense under Hackett and with a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson. So that's my problem, I think, with uh, Hackett. I think he admitted it in more ways than one today, maybe indirectly. He's taking input from too many people around him. Justin Nowton, his assistants, the instructional designers, the analytics guys, everyone. He has to step in and be the loudest voice, the prevailing voice that decides what to do on any given opportunity. And until that changes, uh, you're going to see more of the same mental miscues. I hope it changes on Sunday night. I do think, too, there's a lot to be said about dropping the hammer when the hammer needs to be dropped. Like, if celebrating that third down sack, as great as that play was, cost you what it cost the Broncos in terms of, oh, no punt returner back there and all that. Well, guess what? Draymond Jones should be held accountable, and whoever was involved with that should be held accountable. And those weren't things that we saw uh, or at least heard about that ever became public knowledge, any kind of accountability and people's feet being held to the fire under Fangio, which is actually counterintuitive because then we hear later from like Derek Wolf, disciplinarian, who's trying to kill us in OTAs and blah, 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 blah. So you know what? We're on two different sides of the coin. Under Vic Fangio, the Denver Broncos were one of the least penalized teams in the NFL, even though they couldn't win a freaking game to save their lives. Uh, Hackett so far the most. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all over a larger sample size, Zach, uh, coalesces into whatever, whatever it's going to be. Ben, good to see you, bro. Thank you. He says, curious to hear, what do you think are the Broncos' top three issues through week two? Uh, I'll tell you, Zach. I'm going to say coaching competency, red zone offense. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy-efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. 
Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. And too much off coverage. If they fix those three things, this is a juggernaut or potential to be a juggernaut. I was going to say run defense is a little leaky at times as well, and they still can't cover a tight end no matter who it is. If I have to see Alex Singleton in coverage one more time, I'm going to freaking lose my mind. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was going to drill down a little more specifically and say, uh, lack of discipline, you know, lack of just self-control. I mean, you talked about Draymond hurting the team with a penalty or uh, whoever was the reason for that. How about Melvin Gordon taking away a big play with another miscue of his? There's a lot of players that are complicit. Uh, a week ago, it was Bradley Chubb and Jonathan Cooper. They had uh, 15-yard penalties as well. So they just have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. They are pointing a freaking bazooka at their feet and then reloading it over and over and over again. Just don't beat yourselves. Get out of your own way. And I promise you, these games will be a lot more enjoyable for the players and the fans. Well said. Uh, Greg wants to know if there's any update on one of our community mavens, Mark Schrader, after his surgery. We are told he is recovering successfully. And so we are happy to hear that. And appreciate the concern, of course, and I'm sure Mark does. And as soon as he's able to be back in the in the streams, I'm sure he will be. So thoughts and prayers up to Mark Schrader recovering from a procedure right now. But sounds like he's doing well. So that's the good news. Um, that is a good question, though. You know, what are the three biggest ills afflicting this team through two games? I mean, man, you really have to be choosy because there are quite a few things that in terms of, you know, imperfections and and you don't have to be picking nits to find them like they're quite glaring and yet they beat the Texans now I know it's just the Texans but again what's the implication there things don't have to go perfectly for this team to beat an opponent because why Russell Wilson I think that's the main answer 1a Russell Wilson and then maybe 1b this is still a very talented roster so Despite some of the coaching foibles, Zach, that's going to that's going to serve them well when they continue to over the course of a full 17 game season hit these trials right and the adversity. You want to hear another issue? And it's uh, I'm going to assume <laughs> and I say this innocently through little fault of their own injuries. Uh, They just literally can't avoid the injury bug. PS2 went out. Jerry Judy went out. Fortunately, according to Hackett, both are day-to-day, Chad. Uh, They're iffy for Sunday's game, but it looks like they won't miss much time beyond that. So they avoided major injury. But the receiving core at one point, when you have Tyree Cleveland and Kendall Hinton out there, you're just decimated. So hopefully the injury bug now stays far away because it's every single year. And there's different theories as to why. I'll leave it at that. Victor, what's going on? What's going on, Victor? Thank you for the super chat. He says, I appreciate the win yesterday, but I think if Hackett and Wilson can't figure this out, we're not competing for anything. Yeah, I mean, what we saw yesterday can get you by against 
fourth ranked teams in their division type opponents. It, you might even be able to survive such an encounter with the Chargers. I still don't buy in quite yet on the Chargers. You could probably survive such an encounter against the Raiders. You're getting blown out of the freaking water if that's if you have that. I mean, margin of error against elite teams like the Chiefs. There you go. Uh, you're getting blown out of the water. So you're 100% right, Victor, that in terms of com- really competing for the dance, right, for uh, – What's my camera doing? It's being all weird now. Anyway, I'll figure that out. But if you're not, if you don't get these things tweaked now, Zach, it's going to come back to haunt you. And yeah, you're not going to be competing for much when uh, when it's all said and done. It's really simple. I mean, it seems like the defense is keeping them in games and they need the offense to step up a little bit and pull their own weight uh, to make the difference in a win or a loss. It sounds a lot like the last five years. So that's where the Broncos would be. I mean, pick your VJ team, pick your Vic team. That's where they're going to be if Hackett and Wilson don't figure it out. A very, very solid defense with an offense that either gives the game game away or doesn't do enough to win it. I don't think they're going to struggle for too much longer. I do think they will figure it out and get better as they go on. So some of these reactions are knee-jerk, though I understand it. As a fan, if I paid, you know, hundreds of dollars for a ticket to see Russell Wilson's home debut at the Broncos home opener against the Texans. And they struggled for three and a half quarters to beat an inferior team. I'd be chanting that play clock too, but just have a little patience and know it's only not even week three yet. And the Broncos are one and one. They're going to get better and not worse going forward. The other Fingers thing to crossed. keep to keep in mind here is, you know, uh, luck plays a role in things. And, it, and usually luck favors, you know, the, the, the good guys. Like, if you're good at your job, luck is going to favor you. If you're good at playing football, luck's going to favor you usually more often than not. But the Broncos have been unlucky in a couple of different ways so far through two games. Number one, anytime the balls hit the dirt, it bounces the other direction, with the exception of that one Randy Gregory forced fumble in the first game. Bad luck. Bad luck. It's just not – I wouldn't I, – I hesitate to call it bad luck. It's just – it's not balls not bouncing their way type of fortune here. Okay. And then you combine that, Zach, with a relative rash of injuries out of the gates. Josie Jewell, before he even stepped foot on a freaking field of battle, injured, healthy all offseason, injured three days before a game. Uh, Patrick Sertan, Jerry Judy going down, KJ Hamler, Billy Turner, Quinn Miners. You know, so if they can get a, it, the football guys to smile on them, even just a little, man, that that sure does cover a lot. Like if even one of those strip sacks, Zach, or fumbles that hit the ground yesterday yes. is recovered by the Broncos, now you're looking at probably a two-score victory and people aren't freaking out quite as much or and what have you. But that's not the way the cookie crumbled. So you think, well, if they just keep chopping wood, eventually the law of averages dictates that those are going to start bouncing more their way. Perfectly said. Yeah. You know, they, there's an expression that you make your own luck, especially in the NFL. But if you really watch some of these plays, how the balls are bouncing, there's been five or six forced fumbles and the Broncos have recovered one. I mean, what are the odds of that? The deflection off Cortland Sutton that was picked off. How crazy was that? That was a freak play. How about the deflection that Kendall Hinton almost came down with in the back of the end zone? I mean, he was a foot away from that. Cortland Sutton being an inch away from getting his foot down. Eric Saubert this close to catching that touchdown. Uh, Eric Tomlinson dragging his toe. Albert O running the route a half yard deeper to get into the end zone. It's been literally a game of inches for the Broncos, and that's why there's a case that 
if those inches would have worked in their favor, just one of those inches, Chad, if one running back against Seattle fumbled and not two, they would be 2-0 and right now. So if the only thing is from keeping them from 2-0, and from winning football games, is an inch or a, a freak bounce or a deflection, that's not a bad situation to be in for a competing football team. Michael, yes. Josie Joel sooner uh, will be back sooner than later. That's the hope. I don't know about releasing him, Alex Singleton, because, you know, he is a, a veteran that has experience. I just don't like seeing him in coverage. He did make one play in coverage yesterday, though, so he did tip a pass. Hey, real quick, before uh, we get too far beyond this, Dylan, happy birthday to Dylan uh, and to, to his brother. You know, Dylan is, in fact, a twin. So happy birthday to the to the Von Arks boys. Happy birthday, Dylan. And yeah, happy birthday to the Von Arks duo. Um, it's yeah. I, I forgot what I was going to say. It was a good point I was going to make. Oh, I also want to talk about the game of inches, Chad. This is a, this is what I want to talk about. Savage boy, Kev coming in Montreal, Washington touchdown catch when he went out. That's what I'm talking about. It's literally been like this far away from the Broncos putting up more points. And if those things would have happened, you wouldn't be hearing any of this criticism. There'd be no counting down the play clock because the Broncos wouldn't be in that position. So not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. Relax. Yes. Real quick, I just want to uh, tell Travis, I'm not going to flash the comment just because uh, for algorithmic purposes, but sorry to hear about that, Travis. Uh, prayers up for you and that and your friends, family, and whatnot. And uh, glad to see you in the chat, though. Hopefully, hopefully we can help cheer you up, buddy. Phil, it's sad that I'm watching the Bills and Titans thinking we'd be killed against either one of them. I want to see the Broncos come on the field and make me feel like we can beat anyone we go against. I haven't felt that way since Manning left. I have faith in Russ. I'm just waiting for the coaching staff to mature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when Peyton Manning was your quarterback as a fan base, you felt impervious to the vagaries of the NFL. And Zach, Remember you and I, we had a couple of public conversations on this topic, but a lot private as we felt during the off season, we could sense in the fan base kind of this posture of complacency. And I don't say this to, to try and clown anyone or put the screws in, but like people thinking, oh yeah, 
We got Russ. It's going back to uh, win Automatica come the regular season. And we're like, well, hopefully everyone's right on that front, but don't count your chickens till they've hatched. Now they're hatching, and Broncos fans are now suddenly back glued to the screens trying to figure out what the Sam Hill's going on. Your first statement to open this show, Zach, about, you know, never apologize for a win and how hard it is to win in this league. You know, it's so true, and it applies to, I think, fanhood in understanding that it doesn't matter always who your quarterback is or how talented your team is. Like, so many different factors have to combine and come together in this game we love for it to produce a winning product that you just can't rest on your laurels. You can't just take it for granted. So it's good that everyone stays together. Keep coming back, talking about it every night here on the streams. And it's going to come through. I think eventually they're going to turn a corner and things will be be fine. And it'll get closer to what you just mentioned, Phil, which is that feeling of not impervious per se to any opponent that crosses our path. But like we feel like we can throw down with anyone in the league. Give it a little bit more time. I think by the end of the second quarter of the season, if that's going to happen, that's about when you'll know whether it is going to be happening or not. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of fans thought it was going to be an instant playoff birth why even play the games you know but that's why they play the games because a team could lose to the texans or look at the colts getting blanked by the jaguars any given sunday really is a legitimate thing and the broncos should not apologize for anything and if you're a true fan a true fan who wants to see the broncos in the playoffs the the average the law dictates if you go zero and two you have a really scant chance of getting into the postseason if you're one and one you your odds are much higher so they could have struggled against the Texans, and they did. They should have beaten the Seahawks. You can make a case for that, but they didn't. They're one and one right now. It, things are going to get better. They're going to learn from this, and they're going to fix the the obvious glaring errors that the coach is already talking about. He's being transparent and saying it was on me. Uh, I need to get better. I will get better. I'm going to be better in these areas, and I think he's going to crack the whip a little more because he has to. He feels the heat already, and that's a good time to learn now. Imagine if he was doing these things. Imagine if the fourth and five came in week 17 or 18. Imagine if the Broncos lost to an inferior team in week 17 or 18 or struggled or had these glaring hiccups. You're, you want them to learn from these things. That's why they watch film. That's why they practice. They didn't get that chance in the preseason. You can debate the merits on if they should have played their starters a little more. I'm coming around to it a little bit. <laughs> but this is their chance to grow now. Once they get that chemistry and that familiarity, they'll be rocking and rolling. EJ, thank you, bro. Very generous super chat number two. Very generous um, contribution to MHH for the day number three. So thank you. Appreciate you, Eric. He says, I had to remind myself of what my perspective was going into this season. I think most of Broncos country is in the same boat, yet somehow we forgot. Expectations for this season was competing for a playoff berth and getting in. We see what happens. Yeah. So that's the idea. Rome wasn't built in the day. You got to walk before you can run, right? All that stuff. Let's see them vie and actually be in the conversation for a playoff berth before we start counting Lombardi trophies beyond the three that are already in the trophy case. And so, hey, one and one better than 0 and 2. How much does it all mean? You know, your first couple, two, three games, your record in the final analysis. Ask Vic Fangio, Zach, who went 3-0 and to start last season and got fired at the end. <laughs> that's how – that's the NFL, man. That's the haps. That's how the cookie can crumble. Uh, talk about any given Sunday. 
But does this team have the spiritual constitution to go the distance? And by that, I just mean to like, you know, compete for a playoff spot. I think it does. It's just going to take some ironing out in the in the short term. And then by the time we get to to, I'll say early mid-November, I think you're going to see a team that by then has ironed out the kinks, battle hardened, wiser, all that stuff. Things will start coming together and it's either that or it completely implodes and, and flies off the tracks. But knowing what we do about Russell Wilson's act, knowing what we know about George Payton and his decision-making process and the talent across this roster, I really don't think that's how it's going to be. Can we at least give it until Halloween? You know, I mean, can we at least let the season play out a little more? And by that point, I feel like by that Jaguars game, we'll have a better understanding of what this Broncos team looks like. It's just too premature to talk about one way or the other. Though I will say we shouldn't be counting Super Bowl trophies for sure, but we also shouldn't be counting draft positioning either. You know, you shouldn't assume the Broncos are going to go 6-11 and 11 or 5-12 and 12 or 7-10. and 10. They're still going to be competing, and it's so early to say that they're not going to. It's so early to indict Nathaniel Hackett and wish he was fired and want to bring in Sean Payton. I'm reading the comments right now. I mean, all these knee-jerk reactions when the team is 1-1 one and, one and they're week three. Just give it a few more weeks is all I ask. Also, Bradley Chubb was not horrible yesterday. He wasn't able to make that big impact play like he did in the first game. But at least the other guy was able to, Randy Gregory. You need one of those guys each game when the when you need the play. One of those guys needs to be able to make the play. I'll have you know. All right, Bradley Chubb yesterday, three total quarterback pressures, two quarterback hits. So it's not as if he was um, completely impotent in the face of the Texans' O-line. Ben Wallman, what about issues with our strength and conditioning coaches? Oh, man, do we really want to? kick that rock over and see what's underneath. I mean, we've been down this road so many times. I don't think the Broncos think of it that way. For whatever reason, guys, they don't view it that way. I miss the days when Luke Richardson was this team strength guy. It's not to say that the Broncos avoided injury. You can't avoid injury in the NFL. It's going to bite you somehow, some way. But the prolific uh, – way in which the injury bug has like owned the Broncos since Richardson took that job in Houston. Uh, it's noteworthy, but for whatever reason, that's just not how the shot callers in Denver view things. And maybe it's because Zach finding those upper echelon strength guys, maybe it's not as easy as it is finding an offensive coordinator or a D line coach or what have you. All I ask is he keeps the players healthy. I don't really think I'm asking too much there. He doesn't have to reinvent the wheel, but just don't let the team be decimated by week three. But it really helps when you're popular, I guess, in Denver, Chad, and you have some clout to throw around. You're right. He survived multiple regimes, and someone up there doesn't think that he should go. So until that changes, we'll have to just draw that correlation ourselves. Big T saying, where's Dom Capers in this when he's supposed to uh, be the uh, helping coach the coaches? That's, That's a, a good question. He's he's not that guy for what it's worth. He's a he's a, a advisor, special assistant slash consultant. I can't remember his exact title. Um, but but your point, we talked about this last night, though, Zach. What about capers? Like, all right, but that really wasn't his job. I think the way he's being used, Don Capers, his role is bouncing ideas off and helping during the game plan. That's it. Like he's not out there making decisions on the on the field or whispering in Nathaniel Hackett's ear. He's seventy two years old, you know. So um, 
for what it's worth. And and he's not as as uh you know fleet of foot as Pete Carroll seventies. Like he's an old man seventy two uh, for what it's worth. Yeah, Scott's judging it right now for ageism, Chad, because I got the uh, I got that you know critique thrown at me for judging Vic Fangio. But yeah, he's a defensive uh, a boon, I think, for Evero, who's a, a rookie first time coordinator, and I think Evero's doing an amazing job. But Dom Capers paycheck does not expand to making offensive pers- personnel recommendations or game planning, play calling. That falls on Hackett and Justin Houghton. Uh, and the coach of coaches isn't that John Vieira, the instructional mm-hmm. designer? Isn't that his yeah. job? The Broncos wanted to be progressive and be that far outside the box and hire him. That's why I just feel like there are way too many cooks in the kitchen. There should be one guy with a chef's hat, and that should be Nathaniel Hackett. You got to wonder, Mac Dog, what's up, dude? Throwing downs. Great to see you, bro. Uh, and we are going to see you this weekend too, right? You and the old man going to come come by the MHH tent and hang out with us for a minute. Uh, hope so. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Great to see you. Um, I wonder what George Payton has said. If you could be a fly on the wall in these conversations, post week one, post week two, I wonder if he's saying things like Nate, dude, sit down. Yo, you got to get a hold of this thing, dude. You got to block out all these different influences and voices telling you to do this, do that. And just get down, get get down to the basics, dude. I, you you wonder what kind of conversations are being had, but at the same time, Zach, we know one of the things that impressed George Payton in the Hackett interviews. Because remember, he was one of ten coaches that actually interviewed for the job. So they cast a wide net. They really did. It was a comprehensive search. Most teams don't interview that many candidates. Uh, usually, half of that at most. But one of the things that really impressed. George Payton was Hackett's philosophy or what his plan would be to teach the new YouTube generation and then coach the coaches. So he shares some complicity in that if there are too many cooks in the kitchen right now, George Payton does share some complicity in that. Would it be hilarious is F is while Hackett is walking to George Payton's office, George is going 10, 9, Eight and just counting that. No, I mean, to be a fly on that wall, I'm sure, I hope anyway, that he sat him down and said, listen, you got to clean up the obvious things. We're getting killed by the media, killed by the fan base. You have the home crowd chanting down the play clock. I mean, get a punt returner out there, for God's sake. You know, get the play in faster. You don't have to clean up all of your mistakes in one week, but the most obvious things, the glaring things, that has to change ASAP. I hope that conversation has taken place. Uh. Patriot text. Thank you for the super chat, bro. He says, Hackett is drowning. The new owner can't be happy. You want to add some insult to injury for those of you who are actually at the game yesterday. You probably experienced uh, some issues when it came to, you know, buying anything, getting in here. Let me read this. This is from uh, Mike Evans, his good, bad and ugly. Um, let me find this here. Uh, well, I'll circle back. I'll find it when when I'm not the one on the mic. But even Zach, even the uh, facility, so sports sports authority and power field at Mile High, like even the actual, uh, they were having problems yesterday, being able to take people's credit cards and stuff like that. So they were giving out a bunch of free stuff because people were there to pay and give them their money, and they couldn't process like little things. So back to the owner, you know, Rob Walton, when he heard that, he was like someone's paying because 
we shouldn't be like giving things away for free all day because we can't get our crap together from a business perspective. And then the product on the field, remember what he said? What, Hey, uh, Mr. Walton, what, what's your outlook on George Payton and Nathaniel Hackett? Are you happy with them? Cause they were here be before he was, Oh yeah, I'm stoked on, I'm excited, but they'll have to perform. So curious to, I, I mean, just like all of you, Zach and I, we're curious. We wonder what Walton thinks of these first two games, too. I heard that hot dogs were sold out in the first quarter and they weren't accepting cash anywhere. It was all cards. So it sounds like a fiasco. I didn't know great value hot dogs were that uh, that delicious. To, I don't know. They go that fast, but I wouldn't put it too much on the ownership. You know, that's only two games in. It's their home opener. It's just a... Um, I don't know, an infrastructure breakdown, shall we call it? Though I do think it's kind of funny that in the locker room, the game ball for the the first one of the year yesterday, it went to Greg Penner. It didn't go to Nathaniel Hackett. I think he got one too, but they made a big deal about it, about it on their video. They posted to their uh, Twitter account where they showed Penner getting a game ball. Condoleezza was there and uh, the whole family. So it is what it is. That it is. Um, whoa, EJ. Dude, thank you so much, bro. Seriously, blow us away. You're blowing us away. He says, I'm not blaming uh, LL, but he has an injury history, mostly unrivaled in a bad way compared to most of the league. Lando. Thank you. Maybe it's time to try something new, regardless of who is to blame. This conversation has been had for three plus years with my dad and myself. Yeah. So that's the name guys for what it's worth. That's the strength and conditioning coach in Denver, Lauren Landau. Uh, I needed my syntax interpreter to make sure, I, you know, a little slow on the uptake, Mr. Jensen here on some of these things, but that's what EJ's trying to say, Zach. I don't know why his name is so protected. I'll say it. He's not bloody Mary. Lauren Landau, Lauren Landau, Lauren Landau. That's literally the strength and conditioning coach. That's the main guy there. And I can't prove that it's his methods or whatever he's doing or not doing that's causing these injuries, but he's overseeing the players. He's overseeing that program. And if it was another player if it, or guy, if it, was, if it was John Smith as the SNC coach, no one would say anything bad. You know, he wouldn't be protected. So coincidence? We don't believe that around these parts. We believe mm -hmm. in trends. We believe in data. And like you, EJ, we've been talking about on this podcast for three plus years. There is a trend there in lower body, soft tissue, and significant debilitating injuries that have taken place under his guidance. Colin Wood's saying, how did Hackett screw up the hot dogs? I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, listen, I think we've said anything that you got burning on your minds, guys, get it in the chat. Everyone wants to, I'm sure, also watch these this doubleheader on Monday Night Football. So, uh, Zach, if you want to maybe begin our rundown getting out of here, I'll pull up our thank yous for tonight. And then if anyone between now and then has any last burning topics, we'll keep an eye out before we say goodbye. Yeah, I'll take this from Andrew Williamson. He's asking where Nick Benito was. He was a healthy scratch. Don't know what's going on there. We talked about it on the radio today. Kind of disappointing for a second-round draft pick, your top draft pick after the Russell Wilson trade. He had a decent preseason finale. He was actually really good in that game. And for him to get healthy scratched in week two, when you want to have waves and waves of pass rushers, definitely curious. And Dulcich is on IR for a few more weeks, so that's why he's not on the field. And he just doesn't help you on special teams. So when push comes yeah. to shove, they went with, cool, Mac dog. We'll see you then, big dog. Um, when push came to shove, the Broncos opted numbers-wise to have Jonathan Cooper suit up because he plays special teams. Nick Benito isn't a guy that they've really tried to make learn that because he's not 
He's expected to be, he's a second round pick. He's expected to be a starter within his first year or two. I think, I mean, not to say he doesn't get any training on special teams, but he's obviously not viewed as any sort of a competent contributor there or else he would have dressed. That's why he, Cooper dressed and not Benito. And it's still an indictment, but don't read too much into it. I mean, it's, it was a numbers thing, the way it shook out. Um, but if it ends up being a trend as this season marches on, then yeah, it's cause for concern. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just say Nathan. I'm. I'm there with Scott until I get a an official pronunciation guide on your name, Mister Noble. I'm gonna call you Nathan. So he says Benito Nathaphone. was raw, and I counter Nathaphone. that by saying Nathaphone. 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 Best I the, can do. The mystery continues, but the the way for a raw player to become not raw is to play. Parking him on the bench and making him a scratch, a healthy scratch, is not going to do him any any service. And, um, you know, when you have a player like Aaron Patrick who's up for a game and you're not as a second-round rookie who badly needs the playing time, you don't play special teams, you're inconsistent on defense, you have to question, you know, the 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 merits of that draft pick. Though I do want to see Nick Benito play a little more because he was so good in the finale and the Broncos want to have this imposing pass rush. I can only imagine what a developed Benito looks like with Baron Browning, with Bradley Chubb, with Randy Gregory, Draymond Jones. That's a scary proposition. Still not seeing much impact from Baron Browning where at rush linebacker, but I can promise you if he's playing off ball, impact. So, you know, look, again, that's another move I got to question a little bit. I don't want to pour salt on an open wound here. Um, but, oi, boy, Josh, what's going on, big dog? Thank you for the super chat. He says, we're going to be okay. Now, week six or seven, we're two and four or three and three. We can take, I'll take that 60 bus to Riot Town. That's right. And we can move the ball and have, and, and have the talent. No need to jump ship. That's right. Hashtag rancid. Yeah, this is, this is a good note to end on. I think, uh, oh boy, coming in with the, uh, the logic and the calm headedness. Come on, Just guys. Hold on now. Roots Radical. You guys know this song by Rancid, 1994. All right. And out come the wolves. Famous record, platinum selling record on an indie label called Epitaph. That was one of the three singles. Roots Radical took the 60 bus. Now, you know, sorry, I had to be a little pedantic there. Uh, that was the Mile High Huddle podcast. We're off until Thursday night. If you want to follow us on Twitter until then, please be sure to at the MHH pod, uh, the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle, myself on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, Chad at Chad and Jensen, and our producer Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merchandise, you guys know what it is, where it is, huddleuppod.com. Check it out when you get a chance. I promise you will not be disappointed. And facebook.com slash milehuddlepod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But you know the drill by now. As you see ticking below you, please be sure you're subscribing, liking, and sharing this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans, just like y'all. Scott says he's never heard of Rancid. Come on now. There's We're a reason the why. Generation. <laughs> huh? There's a reason why, as he told us, though. <laughs> no, this is a great band. Not a good band. This is a great band. If you start with Outcome the Wolves, you will not be disappointed. What about uh, Time Bomb? The boys at Time Bomb. Remember that one? Or uh, Ruby Soho? Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I don't know. I can't help you, dude. I can't help you. All right. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight. Sam Bam, EJ, Plum Bob, The Duchess, throwing down. Victor, 
Mac Dog, Patriot Tex, and Oi Boy Chaos Josh, plus these great supporters on Facebook, Phil, Ben, Anthony, Andrew, and Travis. Big T, much love and respect. Don't forget, we're not on tomorrow. You got some uh, Broncos for breakfast. You got some building the Broncos. But if you go to my Twitter account, you'll see the link pinned to my profile to listen to the Mile High Huddle show at 2 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 3 Central. That's 4 Eastern every single weekday. We'd love to hear you in the stream. You can text us. You can call in. All that good stuff. Radio. Jasmine, I'm trusting Russ to get it right, she says. He's never had a losing season until last year due to injury. He will get it together. Thank you, Jasmine, for that super chat. We're, we're saying goodbye for tonight, but this is a good message and I think a good tone to, to end tonight's conversation. And when he came back from injury, Chad, we all we should know by now. We laid out the stats multiple times how well Russell Wilson's played. This is a guy who's continually throughout his life and throughout his career uh, overcome adversity. I have no doubt he will get it together. And once Hackett and Wilson just form that on-field bond a little more, once they get familiar with each other, you're going to see the play calling become a lot better and more magic take place. So appreciate your level-headedness, Jasmine, and I appreciate your super as well. That's going to do it for us, guys. We're back on Thursday night. Have a great start to your week. Keep your chins up. The Broncos are 1-1. One one. Could be 2-1 and one come Sunday evening. Take care, and as always, though, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.